Thanks for joining Impact Boom. On this episode... Of course, we have reusable cups, but majority of the consumers, they find it quite inconvenient. Uh, then we started to think about, okay, what can we do that it is convenient and waste-free? And the only solution that we could find that is truly sustainable and is waste-free is something that you can eat. Welcome to impactboom.org. We search the globe to find the people, stories, ideas, and inspiration to help you create maximum positive impact. Each week, Impact Boom brings you thought-provoking interviews with world-leading practitioners passionate about creating positive social change. These designers, social entrepreneurs, educators, innovators, thinkers, and doers share their projects, initiatives, thoughts, and insights on creating a better world. You can find all the stories, links, and other great content at impactboom.org. Follow us on Facebook or Twitter for the latest updates, or subscribe to the newsletter or on iTunes. Thanks for listening to episode 276 of Impact Boom. My name's Indio Miles, and I'm passionate about communicating the initiatives and enterprises causing sustainable and positive change globally. Today, we're speaking with Catherine Hutchins and Anio Rahibi. The Melbourne-based female founders of Good Eddie developed the idea for an edible, truly biodegradable coffee cup after learning that 2.7 million disposable coffee cups are being sent to landfill in Australia each day. Coffee roasteries and cafe owners are keen to get behind Good Eddie. As one local sustainable business said, this is a solution that actually solves the problem. Good Eddie was founded by Catherine Hutchins and Anio Rahibi in 2020. With a shared vision to make a positive difference to our planet, Good Eddie, the edible cup, was born. Good Eddie ensures that all takeaway coffee cups can now be plastic-free and truly biodegradable. Made from ethically sourced, grain-based vegan ingredients, Good Eddie is a solution that is good for the planet and good for you. Both Catherine and Anio have worked in the food processing and packaging industry for over 10 years. The Good Eddie cup is like a waffle cone that can be eaten once it has fulfilled its use as a cup. Consumers not wanting to eat it can throw it in the compost or even the general rubbish, knowing it will not take more than a few weeks to break down naturally. Good Eddie has started producing cups in Melbourne in June 2021. Scaling production is the next step to have a broader impact in Australia and to expand to other markets. Catherine and Anio, thank you very much for joining us today. It's very exciting to be talking to you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having us. Excellent. So to start off, could you both share a bit about your backgrounds and what led to now your work with Good Eddie and in social enterprise? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm Catherine and I have around 11 years global experience in the food processing and packaging industry. My key roles have been in production management, food technology, sales and business development. Anyo, she has over 12 years experience in food processing and packaging in the international market. And she has also held different roles across the business, sales, business development, strategic planning, and business management. So working for global corporates, focusing on packaging on a day-to-day basis, we noticed how much the packaging industry is polluting the environment. And we decided we needed to do something about it. We always wanted to do something that would have a huge positive impact and we decided to address the issue of takeaway cups. And that is what has led us towards good eating. 
that's really fantastic. And that's a very short and sharp intro, but it's very clear then we can see where you've kind of entered the sector. And now you are the founders of Good Eddy. And as we just said, it's an edible takeaway cup that is reducing unnecessary waste. So how did this idea come about and what challenges have you faced in creating this product? It's getting out oh, two, two years. Catherine and I, we're friends, we're colleagues. We used to have a coffee break and a lunch break together. Uh, new business ideas and environment were the typical topic that we used to talk about. And as Catherine said, we always wanted to do something that has a bigger impact on environment and protect our planet. One day that we were grabbing this cup of coffee, we said, how about takeaway coffee cups? And uh, we started doing some research and uh, unfortunately we found the numbers quite um, overwhelming. So 2.7 million cups are thrown out every day and that's over 1 billion in Australia. And some people say that has doubled or tripled in the last couple of years. Then we looked at, okay, what are the alternatives out there? And you have normal takeaway coffee cups. They are not recyclable. The majority of them, they have a plastic liner. Then there are a lot of green washings around possible cups or biodegradable cups. And of course, we have reusable cups, but majority of the consumers, they find it quite inconvenient. Uh, then we started to think about, okay, what can we do that it is convenient and waste-free? And the only solution that we could find that is truly sustainable and is waste-free is something that you can eat. And that's how the idea of Edible Cup was born. Then we did a lot of kitchen trials and spent a lot of hours to fine-tune our recipe, to find a recipe that goes really well with the coffee and it has the functionality of normal takeaway cup. And after many, many hours of working and testing Catherine's kitchen, we finally found the recipe that could work and it didn't leak basically and it was tasty. So that was how Good Eddie was born. And since then, obviously as a startup, there are a lot of challenges, but there are three main ones for us. Firstly, was finding a supplier that we could produce these cups like an industrial product that we can get repetitive quality and same functionality. So we searched around the world and finally we found the right supplier. The other thing was obviously COVID-19. So when we had our prototype ready, we had to test it in the market and we were in lockdown. So that was a very difficult thing to do. But finally, by different networking, we found a cafe and we launched it basically in farmer's market. So we could get some validation in the market, which was great. The last but not least, it was fundraising. So that very challenging part of every startup, but it was for us also quite challenging as well to get to the right investors and basically raise that funds that is required to set up our production here in Melbourne. That's a really good summary there, Anya. Thank you very much for that. And also now we're talking about last year, you participated in the Hatch program, the Taronga Accelerator, and took away $50,000 as the grant winners. So you've just talked about some of the challenges. What has now been the biggest lessons you've learned since winning that prize? The Hatch program was amazing. It was invaluable for us to learn how to navigate the startup world and we definitely wouldn't be where we are today without participating in that program. Particularly the connection with the mentors and the experts and like-minded individuals that we had were connected to during the program and 
they've supported us along the way to build our startup and be able to achieve our goals and the timeline that we set up. The program, we've had many, many learnings <laughs> <laughs> and a lot of lessons. We've had to just learn across the whole business. So that's something that we've really found challenging but really rewarding as well is that when you're working oh, wow. in a, a business, you, you sort of are focused on one, one part of the business usually that you're an expert in. When you do a startup, you really have to understand every aspect of the business from the legal side to accounting to production to HR, finance. And what we've found is a really important learning and something that really helped us is to reach out to experts and people in our network and ask for help. Sometimes when you're doing a startup and you're doing a business, you get sort of drowned and you think you really have to do it all yourself, but you don't. There's so many people out there that can help. And we've been really humbled by the help that we've received and it's been completely critical to be able to achieve what we have in such a short timeline. That's some great lessons that you've learned there just in the general kind of format of running a business. Now, I've asked you guys a bunch of questions about your background and the startup process of Good Eddie. So now is your chance to make a comment a bit broader on the sector. So if I was to ask you, what support is needed from purpose-led businesses like yourself and the sector as a whole to continue generating a sustainable impact in the future? What would you think? So it's a very interesting question. So although the concept of purpose-led businesses and also social enterprise growing and more and more people are familiar with it, but the biggest challenge is that we are still looked at and measured like a profit-led business. We talked about the challenges around fundraising, and that was definitely something that we learned about angel investors and venture capitals. They still look at startups that, although they are trying uh, trying to do something good, still the profit margin and cash flow is the only thing they are looking at. So the main support that this sector perhaps can receive is having investors or organization and companies that really care about the impact more than just the money side of the business. And we believe that needs a lot of improvement. And obviously, when you're a product-based startup comparing to a tech-based startup, the timeline around scalability is much longer. But again, when you look at it, we are compared again the same way. So majority of the tech companies, they get the funds much easier than product-based companies. Although, again, the impact can be same or even much bigger. So true. So true. Absolutely. Talking about organizations having to respect more of those impact-based outcomes instead of the financial outcomes like a traditional business would produce. Thank you so much for that insight there. So we're moving towards the end of the interview now, and I just have two questions left. And the first question I would like to ask is, what are some inspiring projects or initiatives that you have both come across recently, which are creating a positive social change? One of the initiatives that we really love is a company called Rachel. They're a local startup here in Melbourne, and the founders are Jordi and Julia, and we find them really inspiring. They've created a clean film alternative, which is sourced from potato-based materials. Wow. And they produce everything locally. We've been in contact with them and they've helped us 
along the way and we've seen them also speak to your audience and yeah we, we really like them and now that we've set up our production we really appreciate where they are and how far they've come and their journey as well so really awesome and any recommendations from you Anya? So they are actually very well established now in the industry and the company called Reground. So what they do, how they started actually was with collecting the coffee grounds and they are a user at the cafes and they turn into the compost. But now they have really expanded their business around educational waste management and also they do collection for soft plastic, which is very interesting that although there are infrastructure waste management but you see such a small startup is making fantastic impact in this space to turning basically waste to a resource and it is definitely very inspiring to watch their journey and to listen more about what they have achieved in quite a short amount of time. Thank you very much. Those are a few fantastic recommendations. And all of these enterprises will be linked after the transcript. So once the audience has either listened to the podcast or read through the article, they'll be able to check out these enterprises. So thank you very much for that. And now to finish off, what books or resources, and these are so important, would you recommend to our listeners? One thing I cannot recommend enough is start our creative podcast. In the beginning of our journey, we went to an event and uh, Kaylin Langford, she was the speaker there. And since then, we have listened to almost every podcast that she had. And what I really like about what she's doing, uh, she's sharing a lot of great initiatives, practical uh, experience when it comes to startup. And it's from very beginning that you need to make a decision till how to build, to start your business, build your business and grow. So it's a lot of inspiring stories. And as I said, I can't recommend it enough. That's a really fantastic recommendation. And lucky last, Catherine, do you have any books or resources you would like to plug here? Uh, well, we're always on the lookout for other startups, initiatives and, and companies that we can learn from and be inspired by. And one of the ones that I recently came across was the story from the founder of the company, Patagonia. So amongst other things, including outdoor clothing and equipment, the founder is really well known for the environmental focus that the company has. And his book, Let My People Go Surfing, is a really interesting way of looking at business. And we found the story and also this book really inspiring whilst we've been setting up our business. Those are some excellent recommendations there. And as I said before, along with the enterprises, all of these resources will be linked in at the end of the article. And I just want to take a moment to say, Catherine and Anyo, thank you so much for sharing your generous times and insights with our audience today. I had a fantastic time myself speaking to you both. And I'm very excited in the future to see the progress which is made by Good Eddie and both of you as entrepreneurs within the sector. So thank you very much and good luck. Thanks, Thanks for listening to Impact Boom. You'll find links to the initiatives, people and resources mentioned in this podcast on impactboom.org. Please leave your comments below and remember, we'll be publishing fresh inspiration and insights to help you create positive impact every week on the website, Facebook page and Twitter.